this episode, we're going to look at doing some tips and tricks within a Rails application. So in this example, we're going to be working off of a fresh Rails 5.1.4 application. And so the first thing that I'm going to do is generate some scaffolds. And the first scaffold that I'll create is a brand, and it'll have a name. And then the second scaffold that I'll create is a products. And so within our product, we're going to have a brand, and we're using this references. And this will create a brand underscore ID attribute. And it'll also create a index on this brand ID. And then I want to create a price with a decimal. And I can put the precision and scale in here by wrapping the whole attribute in quotes and then using mustaches to indicate this. And so I'll go ahead and run Rails DB migrate to migrate the database. And so if we look at our schema, we see our products with the integer brand ID. And then we also see the index brand ID. And then with the price, we have our precision five with a scale of two. And so the next thing I want to do is to generate some fake data to work with so we can test some things out. And to do this, I'm gonna use the faker gem. Be sure to run button and restart your Rails application. And then within the seeds, we're gonna create some fake products. Then I'm also going to create some fake brands. So we'll first create the brands. So I do 10 times do. This will just create a loop where I can then create the brands. So I'll call brand.create. And I'm going to pass in a block here. And by passing in a block, I'm going to be able to interact with this new brand. And then once the block is closed, it should save it. I'll call the brand.name equals to. And then I can use the faker gem to create a brand name. So I'll call faker. And I'll use the company module. And I'll just select name. And then we can also create some products. So I'll call 100 times do. And then within here, we can call brand.products dot create do product and the product does have a couple attributes the brand id will automatically be set by calling the brand dot products so then i still have the product name and i'm going to set the product name to the faker commerce and then the product name i can also set the product price so i'll call the product dot price equals to the faker commerce and then price and if we look at the product, we can see that it already has the belongs to brand. And that's because when we created the scaffold, we had the brand references. However, within the brand, we will still have to come in here and say has many products. And if we delete a brand, we would also want to delete the associated products. So we can call dependent and then destroy. And so back in our console, we can run Rails DB seed. And this will create all the products and the brands. However, you can see that we get an error. And this is you cannot call the create unless the parent is saved. So in our seats, this is referencing from our brand products create. And instead of calling create here, if we call new, then this should work. That's because the parent has to be first created. And it's not going to create until the end of the block. So back in our terminal, if we run this again, you can see that it has now successfully created our products as well as our brands. So this is a big gotcha that many people will usually run into within their Rails application somewhere. And this is probably the easiest example that you can see. So within a create with our associations, you wouldn't want to call the brand products create because again, it's going to throw that error. And if you do want to override that behavior to where you are able to call create within the block, or within the request that's also creating the parent record, then within the product where it belongs to the brand, we can call the optional true. And this would allow us to do that. 
and there are some valid use cases for this. However, typically it's not good to override the default conventions unless if you actually have a good use case. And so on the brand show page, I want to list out all of the products. And so I just copied the table from our product scaffold, and then I just rendered the brand products. And because I have this brand products, this is going to return a active record collection. And with this collection, we're going to loop through and render each one of these products. And we're able to do this because under the products folder, we have a underscore product partial. And the product partial is just a row with the different columns displaying our information. And so running our application, we can see our 10 different brands, and then we can go into the show page on one of these, and then we can see all of the products associated to that particular brand. So now let's say if we want to find all the cheap products that are under $50. And so within our products model, we could create a new class method with self like cheap products. And within here, we can say where, and we want to search on the price, and we want to find all the prices that are cheap, so from zero to $50. And then let's go ahead and sort the price by the ascending, so it'll be from cheapest to most expensive. And doing something like this works, however, if I'm able to get away with doing a one-liner, then I would prefer to do that as well. So instead, we can create a scope, and we'll call the scope the cheap products, comma, and then we'll create a lambda here, and then we would just pass in our query. And then when we are rendering out our products, and then we can chain in on the products, the cheap products. And so now when we visit our brands and have the console put up on the left side, I'll show one of the brands to see the products. And you can see the resulting query. And so this query executed pretty quickly. And on the right hand side, you can see all of the different products that are under $50. And so let's say if we also want to get expensive products, I'll just clone out this line and I'll just change this to expensive. We can then change our search for the price. And let's say if we want to return anything that is greater than $50. So we can do something like this, but then we need a high end. So we could just put in a magical number here that's no price is ever going to exceed this. However, there's a much better way to do it. So you could call the constant the float infinity. And this will then do anything that is greater than $50 up to infinity. If we refresh our application, you can see that we are checking where the price is, is greater than, and then it is looking at the price, and only the 50.01 is passed in. So this is going to return anything that is greater than $50. And this float infinity can also be written as doing something like 1.0 divided by 0.0. .0. So typically in math, if you try to divide by zero, you're gonna get an error. And the same thing in Ruby, if you were to divide one by zero, however, when you call 0, 0.0, it's actually going to return infinity. So if we launch our Ruby console, we can paste this in to see what it returns, and you can see that this returns infinity. And if we call the float infinity, you can see that it returns the same thing, and we can check to see if these two are equal to each other, and they are. Next, Let's look at what it would take to move our resources of products under the brands. So if we remove the line for resources, and then on the brands create a block, and within the block we add our resources products, and then close out the block. However, it's going to change the routes and also the URIs that are used when working with products. And then within our terminal, if we type Rails routes, we can see the routes, 
And first we see our brands and the brands are just the normal way that they work. However, now our products are namespaced under the brands and they rely on having a brand ID. And then we have the products and then the ID of the product. And so for each one of the actions within our products, we do have to require this brand ID. And so within the products controller action, we could create another before action. And I do want to put this above setting the product. So we're going to call this the set brand. So in the private method, I'm just going to copy this out and then we'll change the name from set product to set brand. We can set a brand equal to the brand. And this time we're going to find it by the brand ID. And so now once we have our brand set, and again, remember that we put our before action of set brand before the before action of the set product. So this will execute first. When we go to set our product, we don't need to search from the products, but instead we can set this from the brand. And we can then call products.find and the params ID. And for stuff with like the index action, you may want to put a includes products within here. However, I wouldn't necessarily do that for all of them because we are just searching for one product in most cases. However, when you're listing them out, you can solve an n plus one query by doing something like it includes and then the products. However, in this case, if I did need to optimize this, then I would extract this out. Then I would put it up in the top like this for the index action. And then within the before action set brand, I would do something like a accept and then the index. And if I had multiple ones of these, then I could convert this over into an array as well. So now let's look at each one of these actions. So for the index action, we wouldn't call product.all because we are wanting all of the products for a particular brand. So we can then call the addbrand.products. With the new action, we would do the same thing where we're calling the app brand and then products new. And same thing for the create action. But then we get into something a little bit more tricky because we can't directly just redirect to the product because it is reliant on the brand. So if we go back and look at our routes with the product show action, we would have to call something like brand product and then we have to pass in the brand ID and the product ID. So one way to do that is to call the brand product path and this will take us to the show action of the at brand and the at product. And this will work. However, I don't like this method because even though it is pretty direct, I feel that it's a lot of extra typing and there's actually a better way or a way that I prefer to do it more. So I'll just comment this out. And instead of putting in the full path, if we just have redirect to the at brand and at product, if we pass this in as an array, then it's going to do the exact same thing as calling the brand product path with the brand and the product. And so with our update action, we can do the exact same thing where when we are redirecting, we are putting in the array brand and product. And then with the destroy action, we are wanting to go to the index. And this is a bit trickier because we don't really have the add product that's referencing one single product. We don't have the array of products. So if we go back and look at our routes for the index action of our brand products, we have the brand products path. So you could do this brand products path and then pass in the brand, and this will take you to all of the products of the brand. However, again, I don't really like doing this because I think that there is a better way to do it. So instead, I'll just have an array brand, then I'll also pass in the symbol products. And this would take us to the index action of our products 
under a particular brand. And overall, I do prefer this way of editing my routes, and we're gonna see this once we get into the views, why it's just a bit cleaner and less typing. And then so within our products partial, under the products directory, we have our product, and this is going to throw an error. So just like we saw before, we would call the ad brand, and then we would call our product. And then we get into something a bit trickier with the edit product path. And so with the edit product path, to get this to work correctly, we would have to do the edit brand product path, and then we would have to pass in the brand and the product. So again, I really don't like doing this because I think that there is a much better way to do it. So I'll go ahead and just do some code folding here, and then I'll comment the top one out. And so now, I wanna follow the same suit that I've been before with passing in the array. However, this is gonna take it to the show action instead of the edit action. So to fix this, we have our edit brand product. So this is the easiest way to remember it. The path is with the edit first, and then the brand, and then the product. So I'll put the edit symbol here first, and then we have edit brand product. It matches what our path normally is, and let's give this a shot. And finally, with our link to destroy, we do need to pass in an array with our brand, and then the product. And so overall, again, I think that this is much cleaner and a lot less typing than having the full path and then explicitly setting these out. And so now, going into our list of brands, we can show one of these, and then it shows all of our products, and we're not getting any errors with the links not being correct. On the bottom, you can see that this has taken us to the brands one products 54. And the edit action also works with the brands one products 54 with the forward slash edit. And then within the form for our products, we would also have to fix the form width and where it's referencing the model, we would just do the exact same thing where we pass the brand and then the product as an array. And this also works with things like Formtastic or Simple Form. And so going back to our brands, we can go into one of these and then we can hit the show action on one of the products and then we can see the data there. If we go back, we can then go to the edit action and this works as well and we can change the price. Our price has changed and then we can also destroy them. And it takes us right back to our list of products still under the brand. Well, that's all for this episode. Thank you for watching.